Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 4th of the 4th. 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets and startups. I'm here with you. Nadine Blaney is my name and uh, David Scott. Scuddy is what we call him, is here with us as well. Great to be back. And you just reminded me, it's just a month out from Star Wars Day. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, I know. I know. You're welcome for that. Um, how's the sun out there? I mean, it's as if the sun was shining on the Sydney market. <laughs> the Sydney market. The, yeah, the local market was doing all right. So, yeah, I'll make that. I think that's nine gains out of the last 10 trading sessions. Yeah. Uh, only a late sell-off uh, on Thursday last week. Uh, would have presented, uh, no, almost a chance to go for a perfect 10. But uh, nonetheless... We're now only about 1.5% away from record highs. So just Teflon-coated markets again, although volumes were pretty light today, I've got to say. Yeah, I asked Julia Lee from Berman Invest about the conviction out there, the sentiment, and what trade is telling us. But look, she was running with the positivity today, and you can listen to that interview. It is up online. She's got a buy-hold-sell for you. And um, yeah, talking about bond yields as well. I mean, no conversation that we have these days is absent of some sort of reference to bond yields. We saw another, the second inversion of the twos and tens in the wake of that U.S. jobs report, but still equities resilient, you know, not only here, but uh, overseas as well. Yeah, I know lots of people have been trotting out the statistics. Oh, I know when the twos, tens inversion happens, mm. you know, X, Y, Z, uh, you know, percentage gain for stocks averaging over the last uh, last X, Y, Z cycles. Uh, this is a very unique uh, cycle in itself, and uh, I would be... Resident to dismiss the signal entirely at this stage. Uh, the Fed uh, basically got given the green light with the uh, the payrolls report on Friday to go and be very, very aggressive. So we're going to go and launch into something. And uh, where we end up, no one truly knows. We've got an RBA meeting here tomorrow. I had an interesting conversation with Grant Wilson from Exante Data to end the day. Look, they're always interesting. We chatted a bit about, look, um, you know, the new assistant governor uh, appointment. And we talked about uh, whether or not Phil Lowe should stand down. And I said, well, I'll circulate his commentary around our newsroom because, you know, there's the voices around here even that say that Phil Lowe should be stepping down. But he sort of laughed and said they're in Shangri-La right now. He is now hitting his targets and nobody wants a change at the helm. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, big decisions been coming up. Uh, I think that RBA has gone backwards. That's my personal view, uh, particularly when it comes to communication uh, and overall trustworthiness. I think that uh, for a long period of time, the market saw them as being one of the best, if not the best, central bank outfits in the world. Uh, I think that's uh, that's been tarnished a little bit over yeah. the past few years. Interesting. He does not think so. Um, it's worth listening to Grant's view and, uh, yeah, not looking for any big change in the communication at least in the statement to come through tomorrow. Um, look, what do you think? What do you think might be in that statement, Scotty? 
I reckon they're going to mention China for the first time in probably well over a year, and uh, they'll use it as another reason to be cautious on the other rate outlook and push back ever so slightly against uh, this very hawkish pricing. But yeah, uh, I, it's, it's, it's going to be a state of execution. I think I got this sense. We saw the uh, the TD Securities inflation uh, gauge out today, uh, very very strong, has a very good uh, lead indicator for the uh, the local official data. Uh, that September reading is going to be released for the CPI later this month. That's going to be pretty hard for the RBA to go and push back against. Yeah. Um, look, interest rates will rise, but UBS was saying that the market is too aggressive in its pricing oh, at I, this I stage agree. of the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that whole I think so too. Yeah. It's it's just too it's too extreme, um, it, like considering where we're coming from mm. and the unknowns that are still out there. Uh, so listen, that's, that's tomorrow. Let's not obsess about tomorrow uh, when we can talk about today. I mean, we had M&A to start this Monday with Perpetual bidding a cool $2.4 billion for Pendle and share price of Pendle absolutely soared. I think at one point is up by 24%. Um, settled still up significantly. I think it was about 16% by the close. My um, my computer's just shut down, so I don't want to lead anybody astray, but I do believe it was around that amount by the close of the session. Regardless, what matters now is where to from here, I suppose, what happens next. And on that, we did have our stock of the day conversation happening. It was actually stocks of the day, which makes sense. While Pendle Group rose, Perpetual fell, and Kashi put the question about those two companies to Mark Gardner from Macro and Howard Coleman from Team Invest. It's not a sector I generally favour, but from Perpetual's standpoint, it's probably a fairly good purchase. I think it brings the funds under management mm. to 200 billion, uh, gives them wow. a lot of economies of scale. Value investing, which Perpetual are fairly famous for, are, um, you know, is probably going to be the uh, the theme of the next couple of years with rising interest rates. I'd probably, yeah, just a hold for now. So in terms of would I own either of the two of them, uh, neither of them uh, right now. Uh, this is not, in my view, the time to buy into fund managers. They've both got reasonable return on equity and no debt, but their earnings aren't really growing much at all. So I'm not enthusiastic about either of them. So that uh, is the verdict on Pendle and Perpetual from Howard Coleman and Mark Gardner. Uh, Scotty, what else did we talk about today? Look, there is a good interview um, that, well, I think you did with Chris Scarpato from Alvia Asset Management. Yeah. A parade of local and global stock picks to barbell your portfolio. Yeah. He's a good chap, and that's why he's in the newsletter. So I, I would uh, vouch for uh, no, taking uh, the seven or so minutes to go and listen to what he said. Some uh, some pretty good points coming through. Yeah, and uh, I enjoyed my conversation with Wham, uh, small cap analyst. His name's Sam Kosh. No relation, I don't think. I don't know time to ask. But I did say Kosh. He clarified that at the uh, end of the, uh, the call. <laughs> did he? Did he? Okay. I missed that. I was uh, saying hello. But um, yeah, a few high conviction picks from Wham. In the small and micro cap space, we know you love them. We know you love stock picks, let's be honest. So that interview is available via the show notes as well. As when yields aren't enough, here's three stocks for dividend growth. That one coming from Dundas Global Investors. Um, so look, it was all happening around here. Uh, other than you know the news about Pendle and Perpetual, it was actually pretty quiet. I mean, we had a bit of news from Iluca, which did send its share price higher that it's got its rare earths refinery um, approved by the board. 
But it just amazes me how much money is flowing to this area of the market, even from the federal government. You know, it's not every day that you see a press release coming from the prime minister's office talking up uh, the investment that's being made oh. via, you know, the export finance uh, company into some of these these mining companies. Yeah. Uh, look, it's investing 101. Uh, time and again, uh, if you want to go and have some alpha and don't know a sure bet, getting involved with the government is, uh, is actively trying to go and pursue it. Uh, that seems to be a pretty good winning formula. Uh, so Rare Earth, we've spoken a lot about on this program. We know how critical they will go and play a role in supply chains for a variety of different uh, manufacturing, high-end manufacturing process. So if the government wants you to go and invest in them, take up the quarter arms. Yeah, it's not just our government either. You know, it's, no, it's, it's around it's the world. Them, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, vanadium, all of those real hot areas of the market. I mean, lithium stocks did very well yet again today. You know what company didn't do very well? And this kind of ties in with Wham's high conviction picks, if uh, that's a tease. Uh, we saw Aristocrat coming under pressure, saying that digital games and Forex are creating headwinds for the company. It uh, saw its target price cut 3.3% by Credit Suisse. You can always go and hedge its currency exposures. Yeah, I know that's a bugbear of yours. And Annette's, uh, our, our colleague here at Ausbiz, Annette Beecher. Um, so that was sort of the day in stocks. There really wasn't. You know, tons of news flow from that part, uh, you know, in terms of company news. Uh, now, as we look toward the U.S. Open, um, look, we've got factory and durable goods orders. Uh, we should continue to see them build. Businesses continue to bring inventories back towards, you know, levels seen pre-pandemic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> call me off the guard there. Um yeah, the, uh, well, you don't have to comment on everything. Yeah, the, da the data is going to play second fiddle uh, this week. Uh, it's going to be about Ukraine. It's going to be about Fed speak. It's going to be about the Fed minutes. It's going to be about the RBA. That's uh, that's pretty in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, China got some holidays there at the moment as well. Hang Seng will be on a holiday in Hong Kong tomorrow. Uh, so a bit quiet as well, which might go and facilitate this wafty rally we're seeing at the moment on uh, not a lot of conviction. Yeah, Chinese markets close till Wednesday. Taiwanese markets as well. Obviously, the Ukraine conflict dominating the European session. Um, we saw a really hot inflation read coming out of Europe. We've got an investor confidence read that's at tonight, but it's not it's not market moving. But will be interesting to watch to see the impact that uh, that conflict in Ukraine continues to have. Pretty dramatic and sad scenes uh, coming from Kiev in particular. Yeah, yeah skirts of Kiev over the weekend. Yeah, hope springs eternal though. Uh, the markets keep looking at the positives, and there might be some peace accord, but. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't really seem to be going that way based on some of the other uh, evidence that's, uh, that's been accumulating. Yeah, troubling. Mm -hmm. Okay, now tomorrow we've got uh, more great programming. We'll be creating more great content. We'll be speaking with the CEO of Pepper Money. It was out with a bit of an announcement today and also a, an update on how things are going this calendar year so far and by all accounts, pretty well. We'll chat with Henry Jennings from Marcus today and also Greg Hall from Alligator Energy. Uranium continues to be a theme that we're following. Um, look, Jason McIntosh with Motion Trader is going to greet you at the 11. So that will uh, that'll be interesting to listen to. And Joe Masters is joining Annette from Bear and Joey Capital for the big picture. So that'll be a bit of a preview, no doubt, to what we can potentially expect from the RBA. And then we have full coverage at 2.30 to take us through the statement, what it means, what's new, what's changed, and whether or not we'll... Well, when? When we'll see an interest rate hike coming through here locally. Who knows? Maybe it'll be tomorrow at 2.30, but uh, that's very unlikely. I think that's unlikely. May is kind of out. We've got the election that could be called, you know, really any time now. 
Yeah, maybe uh, maybe tomorrow morning. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We will see. Whatever happens, I'll be discussing it at the close with Martin Crabb from Sean Partners. I mean, if that's not enough to make you watch the live stream tomorrow, I could go on, but I think that's enough, don't you? It is enough for a Monday. Slow and steady start to the week. Uh, we'll build with momentum and uh, power home to the, uh, the last call. We'll see, see you, uh, we'll see you tomorrow.